It's Chandra with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast, and today I want to talk about how to teach a horse to take a treat. So it sounds stupid, like you would not have to do that, like they just know how to take a treat, but that's just not true. So um, a lot of the times, um, this is kind of where people fall away from positive reinforcement because of how the horse takes the treat um, or how the person has taught the horse to take the treat. So if we can teach people how to teach their horse properly to take a treat or how it's supposed to work out, then I think positive reinforcement would definitely start being more a commonplace. So that's what we're going to do. So very first biggest thing that most people start off wrong with and I started off wrong doing is you need to start with the lowest value of food that the horse will work for. So that's usually going to be literally pieces of hay, like a handful of hay, hay pellets, chopped hay, something like that, potentially a piece of hay cube. Um, usually hay cubes are going to be kind of toward the higher value area, at least for my horses they are. Um, Timothy hay pellets work really well, um, pieces of hay, chopped hay. So that's where we need to start. Um, too many people start with store-bought horse treats, start with like grain. Um, that stuff's way too high value. Carrots, apples, anything like that, way too high of a value for the majority of horses. There might be some who are like kind of shy, not really into food that might need like little tiny pieces of carrot or something like that, a store-bought treat. Um, but usually that's the exception. So um, th- that usually gets horses too excited. So that's too high of a value. It's like like the best like candy you can get. And then there you get too excited. They're only thinking about the food um, and how to get it. And you just have a horse that can be way over threshold, can be conflicted. Um, it's just too much. So you don't want that. Um, as far as food goes, what I have found with training my horses is that, is that pieces of hay is pretty much my lowest value. But again, it depends on the type of hay. So maybe you're feeding like just, you know, a typical Timothy grass, something like that, some kind of grass hay, and that might be their normal food. Some horses might work for that, but that's probably going to be your lowest value. Um, From there, you could probably go to like a like a compressed bale or like one of those covered bales that they sell at like tractor supply of like Timothy or a Timothy alfalfa mix, something like that. That's going to be a step up. Most horses really like that. Um, and then definitely like pieces of alfalfa people or horses love that stuff. So that even might be considered a high, um, but you got to play with it. This is just kind of how I see the food. Um, hay pellets are going to be in there. Um, again, same kind of thing. Timothy hay pellets are going to work really well. Um, alfalfa pellets might be higher, higher of a value, kind of depending on the horse. I would be careful with them because we are going to be feeding little, like pretty little medium amounts really quickly. So if your horse is prone to choking, please soak the hay pellets. So I soak my hay pellets before I start using them. Depending on what your horse's needs are, you might have to smoke them until they're pretty smushy and it's just like, you know, a wet thing, like a wet <laughs> mash basically, um, which can be kind of annoying, especially if it's like cold out or, you know, it kind of gets everywhere. So if that's the case, I might switch to like chopped hay. That might be easier for them to chew and it doesn't make quite as much of a mess. Um, so I would make sure they're at least moistened a little bit so that your horse doesn't choke. That's something that's overlooked. And then they'll be like, well, I can't do positive reinforcement because my horse chokes. Well, you can still do it. You just got to prep your food. That's 
that's the key to it. Um, like my horses, horses, like I have one that's specifically like prone to choke. I always soak her, um, pellets ahead of time until they're just kind of about to fall apart kind of, and they're not quite to the mash stage. Um, and then different pellets have different consistencies. Like I get mine from tractor supply. So they're like the Stanley hay pellets. Some of those, especially the Timothy, like alfalfa pellets I've found are quite hard and take a while to break down. So if you're just like putting water in right away and then dumping it out just to moisten them a little bit, that might not necessarily work. That's what I've found with my experience. I have to let it soak for a bit before it works. Um, and then I have chopped hay. Chopped hay works really well for pretty much all my horses. So, um, all both my Mustangs and my quarter horse like the chopped hay works well for my miniature horse he seems to be a bit more grabby with it because I feel like he can't like he can't get it or like they'll tend to want to bite at the hay and then might end up accidentally biting you just because that is how they eat the hay like especially like out of nets and stuff is they'll kind of gather it up with their nose and then they'll take a bite of the hay so I wouldn't necessarily worry that they're trying to bite you or they're being aggressive anyway. They just, that might be how they eat the hay. So I would just kind of caution against giving them like big, huge handfuls of hay because they might want to just try and bite it because that's just how they eat it. Um, So littler pieces of hay or chopped hay work really well. Um, And then the other thing, like with my Mustang caster, he felt more confident like eating hay cubes, especially in the beginning. He really struggled with eating out of my hand because it was so foreign for him. So I do little tiny pieces of a hay cube. So I don't feed him a whole hay cube. I do, I break up the hay cube or I soak it and then break it up and give him little pieces of that. Um, But that might be too high of a value for some horses. So you just got to be careful with that. Um, but he found that easier to grab out of my hand versus like hay pellets. So if I'm just doing a few hay pellets, like they kind of roll around in your hand and they felt like harder for him to grab. So he would be faster about it or want to bite and grab them because he, you know, he didn't want them to fall and get get away. So it kind of depends on the horse. So for him, most of the time I'm using chopped hay and then for certain things that I need a little bit more motivation, I use little pieces of hay cubes. For my quarter horse, I use chopped hay and then for her a little bit more, more of a motivation, it's the soaked Timothy hay pellets. For my other Mustang, it's soaked Timothy hay pellets. He pretty much will do anything for those. And then for my miniature horse, it's soaked Timothy hay pellets and I do use store-bought um, low carb treats for him specifically they seem to motivate him a little bit and they're they're not super high value um and they're low carb so those are the foods that I use but you the the pretty much the goal of that was start with the lowest value of food your horse will work for that's that's the main point that I want to get across and then those are kind of the values that I'm familiar with and that worked for my horses so then the next thing is going to be start and protected contact. So that might be the horse is in a stall. You stand outside the do- stall and you feed him over the door or over the stall guard. Might be feeding through a gate. Might be a fence. I would definitely be careful with an electric fence. You can do it. Turn it off though. Um, I've done that. Um, I can feed through the fence. I just turn it off. I don't want them to be positively punished while you're trying to teach them to feed. Um, so we don't want that. Uh, some horses might just be afraid of the electric fence, even if it's off. So maybe don't do that. If that is your horse, um, try to use a gate, be careful of a horse that might be a little frustrated and want to pot the gate. If they can get their foot in it, maybe move them to a place where they can't get their foot caught in anything. 
Um, same thing with round pen panel, same kind of thing. They could get their foot in there. So if you have a horse that paws, um, just be careful of that. Like Castor likes to paw. So he does have mesh on his gate. So I can work on feeding him over the gate with, with that specific gate because it's the one with mesh. But I would caution like him doing that on a regular gate or on a round pen panel, something like that. So I do have wood fencing in some places that I would work with that with him on or you can use like a jump standard or he could be on the other side of a jump or a barrel or a couple barrels, something like that. Just anything that would create a safe barrier between you and your horse so that you can move away. The horse can move away and that, you, you know, everybody's safe and we don't really have to think about the horse coming into our space because that's just another thing that we have to worry about. Um, and we'll, we'll worry about that on the, along the line, down the line somewhere. It's just not the place to do it when you're specifically teaching your horse to take food, to do positive reinforcement training, to take a treat. None of that. We don't want that. So most likely the easiest thing is going to be other side of the stall door or the other side of the gate. That's going to be your most likely place and that's going to be the safest thing for them. The other thing that I would do is use gloves, especially if your horse has any tendency to want to bite. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad or anything like that. Castor just did not know how to take the food out of my hand. So he would try to bite it and get it out of my hand because he was afraid of touching me. So for a little bit when I was teaching him how to take the food from my hand, I did use two gloves. I had a regular like a riding glove and then I had um, a thicker like mechanics glove, I guess. It was my husband's glove. I don't know what it was, but it had like padding on it for, I guess, working I don't know but it worked really good so I would have the two gloves and if he did an accidental bite it wasn't a big deal because I didn't feel it and it, then it works out well because then I'm not afraid so I'm not pulling my hand away or like punishing him for it because there's no pain involved it's just him figuring it out so that works really well I would definitely recommend using one or two gloves depending on your horse and where they're at. So the next thing is, is your horse okay with human hands or human touch? So in the case of my Mustangs, they were not. They were, that was their main thing was humans are scary. Um, and they had to work through that and then different foods that they hadn't seen. So it was just a combo of that. For them, I started with feeding them in a bucket so that they could kind of figure out how to eat those foods. I would recommend that for any horse that you're not sure of, like if they're comfortable with hands or not sure of what foods they like. So I would start with the bucket in protective contact. So play with those different kinds of uh, food that I talked about and see which works best for your horse. How are they reacting when you feed them just, hey, are they taking it from you? Um, or are they taking it, but they're really not interested, they're really not motivated, then you have to up the value a little bit can they take the chopped hay are they willing to work for that or the pellets or whatever so you have to kind of play with that um but you can tell if your horse is not comfortable with taking food from you they're hesitant they don't want to come up they might take it quickly out of your hand they might bite it out of your hand just to get it out um so that is kind of a separate thing if you want to see me work with caster on taking food out of my hands there is a youtube video at contemporary horsemanship you can watch that I'll describe it a little bit though in case you can't find it. Um, I start in a bucket so he's already used to eating out of a bucket. I used pieces of hay cube because that was a little bit easier for him to grab. So I would start by putting a piece of hay cube in the bucket and he could eat it out of there and he was totally cool with that. Then I would have my double gloved hand on the edge of the bucket so that he could kind of 
just eat it out of my hand like he was eating out of the bucket. Like my hand was part of the bucket and it wasn't a big deal. So I would lay my hand flat on the bottom of the bucket and I would put the hay cube in the palm of my hand and then I would let him eat out of it. When he was either taking it gently from my hand or trying to take it gently out of my hand, so like using his lips, I'm gonna click. And then once he's taken it, I would throw another hay cube in the bucket. So I'm reinforcing that behavior that I like. So you might have to get to that point with certain horses that are really afraid. You might have to teach them by using a bucket like that. Um, and then I built it up from there. So he would get reinforced every time he took it nicely out of my hand. I would throw more in the bucket and then I would try again. So that's how I really trained him. And then for a while I would have the two gloves on. He would take it quietly from the bucket. And then I would kind of start raising my hand out of the bucket and him just taking it from my hand with the gloves on and then I would take off one glove and then take off both gloves and he was totally cool with that and he can take food out of my hand and it's not a big deal but um, if that is the case I would re recommend doing it in that way and by bucket I mean like a feed pan um, bucket's gonna be hard cause it's gonna be hard to put your hand in there like with high sides so like a, a flat feed pan that they're comfortable already eating out of and you can kind of put your hand in the bottom or on the edge and they can eat out of your hand that way so that's how I did it with him and it worked out really well um, but determine you want to determine like does your horse know how to take it and they're just afraid or like do they not know how to take it and they're afraid that that can be a combo type thing and that's what happened with my Mustang so with them they were apprehensive about me about apprehensive about teaching touching me eating from my hand eating new foods so it was kind of like a, a big thing for them that we had to work through for other horses like for Dakota she doesn't care she'll eat food out of my hand and it's not a big deal for my miniature horse, he would just, um, he would bite when he would be like overstimulated. So if I was using too high of a value, too big of pieces, he would try to like bite it out of my hand and that would give me a clue that I'm doing something wrong. So if your horse is consistently like biting the food out of your hand, we need to teach him how to do it correctly. But once your horse is mostly taking it correctly from your hands and then sometimes they're not, then we're doing something wrong. We're either using too high of a value, we're feeding too much, we're asking for too much, and your horse is kind of overstimulated and we need to slow down. So that's a good sign that you need to just calm it down a little bit. So I know it's really hard because we have been like conditioned to think, okay, it's really bad every time my horse is like thinking about or potentially biting me. Oh, he's being bad. I need to punish him. We can't have that behavior. Um, when really, especially with taking the food from your hand, they're just either anxious about it don't know how to get it something like that and they're just trying to communicate it with you so take those precautions so that you don't get bit I don't want the horse to be biting but um they are communicating and instead of just immediately punishing we want to understand why that horse is trying to bite the food so if we're going to teach this um I would start with food in a bucket or a hay pile so that the horse has that reinforcement already so Let's say I have like a bucket of wet hay pellets already that he can eat out of um, and it's not a big deal. And then I can offer him some from my hand and he still has that other source of reinforcement. Because what happens a lot is the horse is excited about the food um, and then that's the only way to get the food is from your hand. And so then that's where that biting can come from. If the horse already has it in the bucket, then they don't have that like, oh my gosh, there's not enough or I'm not going to get any more. And they don't have that feeling of frustration or anxiety. So then that can kind of get rid of it completely. Or if you have like a hay pile and then occasionally you can feed them from your hand. So that's where I like to start. So 
horses eating from the bucket or eating from a hay pile. Um, I like to click and reward them while they're eating relaxed and then bring out my hand and feed them. So how I bring out my hand and feed them is very important though. So I want to stand to either side of my horse, left or right. So in this example, he'll be on um, my right side, so his left side. Um, let's say he's eating out of the hay pile, nice and relaxed, so I'm going to click. And then I want to be far enough away from the horse that when I outstretch my arm, like my hand is right under his face. So I have a good distance away from him. So I'm going to click, I'm going to outstretch my hand, keep my palm up and flat, and then feed him the food. So that is the the process there. I want that outstretched arm. I want his head away from me and I want it straight in front of his body. Those are all very important things that need to be happening. What happens too often and where horses become muggy horses is people feed them right next to themselves. So a lot of times people will keep food in a pouch or in their pocket and before it's like even out the horses all up in their space and then they're just feeding right there next to their body. So they're teaching the horse to come to the food and eat right next to your body and you don't want that. So that's where the protective contact comes in. The horse already has space because of the fence. Now you can get in the correct position and outstretch your hand, keep your palm up and flat, and then you can feed them there. And the horse shouldn't feel like they don't have enough because they have that either bucket of food or they have that hay pile and you've already figured out which value works well for your horse. So I like to test all those values and then again, it could change day to day. So you might have to kind of lower the value depending on what's happening or you might have to increase it. Um, the other thing about that is you don't want to run out of food. So I would bring more than you think you're gonna need. And then if you do start like seeing that you're going low, running low, then I would go ahead and dump food in the bucket and then leave to go get more or end the session by doing that. You want to make sure that the horse doesn't just run, you don't run out of food and you just leave the horse because that would be negative punishment. You're taking away a resource that the horse wants. So you don't want to punish that behavior, especially if you're working on taking treats nicely or standing still with their head straight. We Those are good behaviors that we want to reinforce. We don't want to punish those. So that was something I really struggled with in the beginning. Um, so make sure like when you notice that you're getting low, just go ahead and reinforce a good behavior, throw a whole bunch in so that they have something to do while you walk away. And then you can either come back or you can just end the session that way. So that's just a side note. Um, let's see. I talked about making the food easier to eat depending on your horse. So a hay cube is a good place to start or if the, you have those low carb horse treats might be good if they're not too high of a value for your horse. Those are um, something like that that's more solid that's easier for them to lip up and grab. You might have to do that in the beginning. Um, chopped hay, I've found all the horses can take hay from my hand or chopped hay from my hand. Um, I just kind of caution of those bigger pieces because they might want to bite those from your hand because that's what they're used to from eating from a hay net or from the ground, something like that. But that works really well with my horses. Um, like I like to use chopped hay for a lot of things. Um, they seem more relaxed. They're kind of more in that grazing mode than they are with a lot of other stuff. It is more difficult to like ride with because it kind of gets everywhere. So I would be aware that that's going to happen. Um, really, it's not a big deal. I tried wetting it. Chopped hay really doesn't need to be wet. It kind of makes more of a mess that way. Um, it just kind of gets all over your saddle and that's okay with me. Um, what I did for riding, so a little side note, um, I have saddlebags on like front saddlebags on my saddle. And so I keep it in there and then it 
doesn't get as messy. Like if you use like a pouch while you're riding, then you kind of have to take it from the pouch to the horse's face and then you can kind of get it all over. Then versus like I have front saddle bags on my Western saddle and my English saddle so I can just grab it from there and go right to the face. So that's how I do it. It works out really well. Um, but I do try to like when I'm working on riding with the Mustangs um, for caster, I like to use little pieces of hay cube. And then for when I'm riding Dakota, I do like to use the soaked um, Timothy hay pellets because that just seems to work best. That's going to make a mess too, but that's what I like to do. Anyways, so when to feed. So again, we're still in the protective contact. You want to feed your horse when the horse is showing a behavior that you want. So in this case, where we're going to start is standing straight away from you um, with their head straight in front of their body. That's the behavior that we're going to want to reinforce or we want to reinforce the horse eating relaxed from the bucket or from a hay pile. So that's what we want. So either head down grazing relaxed or like eating relaxed or head straight waiting patiently for their treat. I would probably start with the hay pile and have the horse like eating from the hay pile. I click reinforce with his head straight and do that multiple times. And then once he's kind of like through that hay pile, I would just maybe not, I wouldn't necessarily give him a whole flake, but just a little bit. So then he'll kind of naturally run out of the hay and then you can click and reinforce him for standing straight and relaxed away from you. The other thing is the horse, you're going to have to feed the horse really quickly um, for staying straight with the head away from you because what will happen and what I did with Caster, so if you want to go back and see those videos with Caster on my YouTube, um, you can kind of see that process. What I did was I would feed and then I would wait until he's like completely done. I would feed too big of a mouthful or too big of a treat reinforcer and then I would wait until he was like completely done chewing. And in that time span, so it was like 10, 20 seconds depending, he would back up, he would turn his head side to side, he would come and sniff me, he would do all these other behaviors that I would then end up accidentally reinforcing because I thought, oh, well, I needed to completely wait until he was done chewing. What I should have done was use smaller reinforcers more frequently so that he didn't have a chance to throw in all these unwanted behaviors. So in the beginning, it's going to be rapid fire click feed. So the horse is eating from the hay pile. I'm going to click when he's eating relaxed and then feed and then he'll probably go back to that pile. But then once that pile either goes away or you're moving on from that stage, then you're going to want to, when the horse is staying still, relax, head straight, I'm going to click feed. As soon as I take my head, my hand away, I'm going to click and then bring it back and then click and then bring it back and rapid fire for him being in that correct position. And then from there, I'm going to start with one second. So then I'm going to do, I feed one click feed. So that's how I'm, and I'm going to count it out loud. So that's easier for me. So it would be heads, horses in position, take my hand away, one click feed, and then take my hand away two one, two click feed. That's the process. So it's going to be lots of reinforcing. So that's why you need those small reinforcers um, so that the horse doesn't choke, but then they can they can eat. Um, if you need to reset, go ahead and throw food in the bucket. Um, and you might have to do a couple handfuls, something like that. Um, the bucket of like Timothy pellets, that's if your horse is like worried. So let's say he's eating from the hay and you give him pellets to reinforce him and then he's just too excited about that and maybe the hay is not that interesting to him by having that bucket he can have that 
um, and not be so worried that he's going to run out of food, basically. Um, if your horse continues to do that after a few sessions, I would just kind of go down from there, like lower value, go to that chopped hay or pieces of hay. Um, most horses aren't going to be too excited about Timothy hay pellets, hay pellets, but some might be. So that's what I would start with. Okay, so another thing about like how you should feed the treat. So like I said earlier, you're going to want the horse away from you, arm length away from you, using that protective contact to create that, and the food on the ground to create that. You want your arm outstretched so that you're feeding away from your body with the horse's head in front of their body. The other thing about this is if you have a horse that wants to maybe nip or lip or be too crazy with their lips or open their mouth is definitely wear a glove, but have that treat in your hand or the food in your hand, bring it in front of the horse, so outstretched hand, but with the back of your hand facing them. So if they go to lip or bite or just take the food in any other way besides like with their closed muzzle, you'll have the back of their hand. Usually what will happen is the horse will go to take the food. They'll either open their mouth or they'll lip or they'll have their teeth open or whatever. They kind of bump into the back of your hand or they kind of go and then they feel that it's closed. They'll stop in that moment, turn your hand over and give them the food. So as soon as those mouths, those lips are closed, the mouth is closed, turned over and reinforce them. That usually works pretty good. You might have to do that pretty consistently. So sometimes, like I still do that with my mini horse, is sometimes he'll just kind of, he doesn't necessarily bite, but he'll like open his mouth and I'll just kind of give him the back of my hand, he'll close his mouth and I'll reinforce him. And it happens in like a second. So that's a good way to teach a horse to take a treat correctly. Um, so I, I like to do all those. So, so those mechanics are really important. So arm straight, um, turning the back of the hand first, and then turning your hand over and then keeping your hand flat palm up. Those are very important. Um, one thing I want to caution you about is rewarding head away. So this is where I went wrong with Sebastian, my mini horse. is, And you can reinforce head away, but you have to be really careful with it. And especially when you're either teaching like positive reinforcement, teaching clicker training, it's like the first thing you do is usually the most powerful. So you have to be really careful with this. So what I did was I wanted to teach him to turn his head away from me in order to get the food. What I ended up reinforcing was a head turn. So now he stands there and turns his head from right to left back and forth and it's very annoying. <laughs> so be very careful with that. If you want head away, let's say I'm on my horse's left side, he turns his head to the right. That head has to be stationary. It cannot be moving. Even if it is stationary, you, you might still end up getting a horse that's turning their head, maybe not necessarily left and right, but from the middle to the right and back. You have to be really, really careful with that. So that's why I don't necessarily recommend doing that. I would recommend horse head straight, neck straight, head right in front of their chest. That's where you want them to be, right there, so that you don't have any chance of them moving and wiggling around. That's what I would recommend. So... And again, you can watch that process on YouTube with Sebastian. Um, and again, since that was one of the first behaviors, he still occasionally will do that. Well, he'll, he'll turn his head. So, um, and I probably should go back and, and work on that again. Um, but the other thing about this is he'll do that in the beginning of a session. So um, it's important to feed your horse before you do a clicker training session because then they're kind of satiated. They're a little full and then they're a little bit more able to earn the food and think about what you're doing versus just thinking about food. So that's another thing. Um, if you're going to work with your horse, just throw them a flake of hay, like however long it takes before um, you want to work with them. So maybe 20, 30 minutes, go out, 
throw them a flake of hay, get all your stuff together. And then once they're finished up, go ahead and work with them. That is a huge key to this. If you're, especially if your horse is like in a stall, doesn't have any reinforcement, doesn't have any food, or if your horse is on a pasture, especially in wintertime, and there's not a whole lot to do. I still do this in the summer. Even when there's great grazing out, I either turn them out in a different location, specifically for my horses, because they're always turned out. Um, or I feed them hay before I work with them. That is going to help you so much. Sometimes still like Sebastian will, he'll head turn a little bit, but like after like two or three like reinforcements, he stops. That's not a huge deal for me. I'm not, that's not a big deal. I don't really care about that too much. He's not biting. He's not doing anything crazy. Um, he'll just kind of turn his head and it's not the end of the world. You could change that if it was a big deal to you. Um, but it's not to me. So that is a huge thing turn them out, let them graze for a few hours at least, or just give them a flake of hay and then do your training. Um, if your horse is just anxious about maybe clicker training in general, maybe they're afraid of the sound or they're not quite ready for to eat out of your hand, like with my Mustangs were, like I wanted to kind of start, but they weren't ready for hand feeding, you can click and throw it in a bucket. I started that with my Mustang. So if you want to watch that, you can. That's that's a good place to start and that they can eat out of the bucket and, and kind of relax and know that they can get food from there and that they understand what the click is. And then you could start teaching the hand feeding. Um, that's a good way to do it too. Um, and then the other thing that I want to remind everybody of is don't use high value food. Test it out in a bucket first. So every horse is different. Like even with mine, different foods are mean different things to the horses so like for my quarter horse she really likes hay pellets she'll do pretty much anything for those that's a pretty high value reinforcer for her so most of the time like we're using chopped hay um but like for another horse like my miniature horse he's kind of like uh, I don't really want them that much depending so it depends on your horse see what works best for that horse and also depending on what you're trying to teach um, is the behavior really difficult? Like, are you trying to teach like um, a really collected maneuver or something like that that requires a lot of energy? We're going to need a higher value. If you're teaching something that's kind of scary or that they're reluctant to do, you're going to need a higher value. So not so high of a value that the horse can't think and is just so worried about the food, but a slightly higher value. So like for my horses, for Atlas, when I do trailer loading, I use um, pieces of hay cube because that's something that he's struggling with, that he wants, he's, it's scary thing. So I make it more, um, more rewarding for him so that he'll try a little harder, that kind of a thing. Um, but you want to also be careful that you're, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to bribe him to get into the trailer. I'm still doing little tiny steps and rewarding him the whole way. I'm just using a higher reinforcer for that particular behavior or obstacle or whatever it might be. So, but yeah, you're definitely going to want to test those ahead of time in a bucket. Watch your horse's body language and kind of see how they feel about it. That's going to help you out. So that's what I've got for teaching horse to eat from your hand. Um, if you want to see more, I think I still have those few videos um, on YouTube. Um, if not, you can check out my Patreon at Contemporary Horsemanship. And you can see the videos of me teaching both Atlas and Caster to take treats. They were very different horses. Me um, working on finding a correct value of food for Dakota and for Sebastian. And then my other horses as well. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that made sense and help you out in teaching your horse to take a treat.